No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Now you're late for Word Bros Season 2, Kevin. Season 2 is on and popping. Okay, but I don't wear New Balance sneakers, so... You know what? I bought those, <laughs> I bought those after I realized that they were not good shoes to own, I guess. Uh, but they're not like white, old school, like dad New Balances. They're pretty fresh looking. They, they, they black and like neon green sun. They're real I, nice. I'm just giving you shit because, because my shoes are 12-year-old shoes. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> they are. You'd you be wearing like Osiris's and shit. Like, you'd be wearing them young man shoes. <laughs> What's up, fellow young people? But yeah, so uh, welcome to Word Bro Season 2. It's Kevin and I. We are here. Uh, we're happy to be back. We took the rest of the summer off after, after the very successful, very exciting, very uh, draining very uh, just madness ensuing a uh, Kickstarter for Metal Shark Pro. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed to that uh, that that monstrosity of a of, of an event. That was the longest month of my whole life. I, I totally agree. We but but I would will say the same thing you did. Thank you because we we had no idea that it would be so successful. No, none, none whatsoever. Now we have a whole new set of problems that we have to deal with. <laughs> but those are really good problems to have. Um, In comparison, yes. Yeah, like as opposed to going like, damn, this sucks. We didn't make our goal. We're saying like, damn, this is crazy. We made our goal. What do we do now? Because there's not really a roadmap for what happens after you fund for a $25,000 Kickstarter. So we're kind of figuring things out along the way like – contracts with the 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 rest of the group and 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 who holds the money like these are really, like <laughs> these are important conversations these are weird have. questions that you need to have what do we do about fulfillment who's going to print this thing what's happening so we're kind of in the middle of that right now which is super exciting and very fun um but, but it's also daunting. Yeah, it's a daunting task because it's not that it's not like we had it figured out beforehand because we were like, we'll just try and get the money. And if we don't, we don't. And yeah. the whole the whole idea was the way we kind of are, both of us are very happy go lucky guys. So we were both like, We probably won't make that money and that was just the end of it we'll, but we'll try you know yeah we're, we're, bob and i are going to put in the good effort and so you know walter did too and and none of us out of the three of us were like yeah we're gonna make that goal we were all like eh, probably Boom. not gonna make that goal <laughs> and here we are so so i guess uh being prepared would have been better <laughs> well, I mean, but again i think there's only so much preparation that can be done because again you have to think about like you don't think about like what it'll take 
to get $25,000. And at the end of it, I mean, we had almost 700 backers. We, which you know, is we, a lot. That's which a is, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like, it's completely insane. And then you go, well, how are we going to get all this stuff out? What am I going to do with, you know, a thousand books? When I can't put that in my garage, you know, like <laughs> my wife will freeze to death because it's cold here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, how are we going to get this done? So we started talking about doing like a backer kit and, and fulfillment companies to get this stuff done so we could rock this thing out very quickly. Kevin and I were talking about this earlier today if we would have done a kickstarter for eight thousand bucks and made eight thousand bucks and had 145 backers we could have done that i could have done that over like two weeks when you're talking uh, uh the size the magnitude of it of metal shark bro of yeah. metal shark bro not just of it but of metal shark bro i mean we had three fucking kickstarter videos for god's sake like, it was insane. <laughs> like, ridiculous we just went nuts um but i mean i feel like we had to because i mean when you're asking we're relative unknowns in this business in this game you have to well we yeah, i mean i would yeah, because we we were we are and we was, I would say we're still relative unknowns in this business. We're just three lucky assholes. <laughs> I would agree uh, with that statement as well, because basically we asked for bigger comic book creator money than we really are. But the the idea was that that's how much money it takes to get it made. Yeah, the way we wanted to make it, and yeah. that's and that's why you sign up to do this stuff in the first place is yeah. you want to make good comics. Um, so the idea was like, well, how much is it going to get cost to do the way we want to do it? It's going to cost a lot of money. Oh, well, how much? A million dollars. <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, well, that is a lot of money. We'll never make that amount of money. So we'll just end up having to do it differently. But why not try? Who cares? I'm and, proud of us. I, I am too. I think we did very well, all three of us. And I think, and I'm very proud of the, of the backers too, because, um, they stepped up their game in that last 48 hours and they just crushed it. Like they just literally came, they came running from, from, from the Hills, like an Iron Maiden song, like out of, out of everywhere and coalesced to join the metal shark army. So that was amazing. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. great, man. It was yeah. pretty awesome. I'm really it's a nice feeling. I, I won't lie. Like uh, the the talk we had after that was like, oh man, this was crazy. Like, yeah. but it was awesome too. <laughs> it was crazy good and crazy bad at times. Yeah. But we we signed up with uh, the people from Backer Kit um, to handle all of the surveys and to try to do some extra stuff. We're gonna hook up with the people from Ship Bob to help us get this stuff out because you know part of our our thinking was well, if we do this and we do it quickly and we do it effectively and we do it well, um, then when we go back to Kickstarter, if we have to go back to Kickstarter, um, then it'll be an easy sell because people will get their shit, which is awesome. And I was telling Kevin this, I told my wife the same thing. Like if things go out and we're using a company like Backerkit and things get fucked up, then uh, people can yell at Backerkit and not us, which is really fun. Because the less I have to get yelled at, the better. I'm really excited about that. Because then I can just go like, hey, that's backer kit's problem. You better yell at those motherfuckers and leave me alone, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm washing my hands of this shit. Um, but I mean, it is. It's like it gives you another uh, another step of accountability in the process. You know? so yeah, like we were saying, it's, it's, not for, it's not for every project, I wouldn't say, but based yeah. on what we've learned about backer kit. Because they take a certain amount of your earnings based on what you earned. And uh, they apply that to getting people to 
to I don't want to say like reback, but to like upsell on their on your product. Plus, they help you with the other uh, finer points of a larger Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. We didn't know about that. That's what they did. So we had a phone conference with a very nice young lady um, from Backer Kit named Hannah, and we talked to her for about I would say about twenty minutes yeah. about the 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 reasons why we would need Backer Kit for this. And it was way better than my first conversation with her because I was just like, "What do you guys do? <laughs> like, well, what do you mean?" I was like, "Well, I mean." what do you guys do? And she's like, well, this is what we do. And I was like, I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to say I embarrassed myself, but it was pretty close. Oh, uh, so what do you do? And she's like, well, we send out the surveys and we gather the information. And then what we also try to do is like, we will have a storefront for your goods. So if people, you know, let's say they ordered the book, but then they also want to get this later or they want to do this, or maybe they want to, so what do you guys do? <laughs> She's like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, so then we just kind of went from there. And so then we decided to talk to her together because because it's 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 every teamwork makes the dream work. So two heads are better yeah. than one, you know. Yeah. So we figured that out, and then we were talking about it, and the three of us said, "Yeah, we should probably do this." So then we went with that, and then we decided to go with Ship Bob, to, who who partners with Backer Kit. Yeah. So it makes it much easier on you as a creator, because now all we have to do is get Backer Kit to do their thing, and then after they're doing their thing. Uh, done doing their thing and the book is printed and ready to go and you have your items and your pins and your stickers and all the cool metal shark bro shit that yeah. you want sent to you in the mail then that's what ship bob does and they'll yeah. send it out and and as opposed to poor bob lonely lonely in a, in a lonely room darkened the forlorn <laughs> stamping forever stamping stamps mailing them, mailing them out to the post <laughs> with repeated uh, three month long trip to the post the the ship bob can handle that in a couple days because yeah. they have they have more people than than just the three of us so it works yeah. out so um it's it's a it's a weird learning curve. It is. It it's is. a very strange learning curve. It is. But I mean, we're gonna do it, and then uh, then because part of it too is for us, all we have to do is the book. Like all we have to do is write the script and get it done, and then just go from there. Like that's all we have to do. Um, so, which is good because that kind of takes some of it out of our hands, even to some of the extent where like now that we're we've done, we've achieved what we have on Kickstarter. There has been an interest from publishing companies who want to publish the book. So now we kind of, that's the next hurdle that we have to jump is like, right. well, what company do we want to go with? Because believe it or not, there are kind of several uh, companies that want to publish the book. So we got to find the deal, um, the, the, I guess the situation that's best for us. So it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty awesome seat to be in. And we're doing all this still while trying to make more comics because we are talking to other companies about other pitches and about other books and about other stories we're trying to get done. So it just, it just never stops, which is, which is very fun. And then on top of that, we're also living our lives and doing podcasts and raising kids and, <laughs> and playing Dungeons and Dragons. And playing, we're going to try. Hopefully God <laughs> one day will be, I think it's like a curse, but I think we'll be able to get a game going. Um, so, so, but yeah, I mean, and the other thing about that is with the, 
other pitches is we happen to be lucky and, and run into – it's a weird time. It's a weird thing to say that we're lucky because that was kind of a backlog when we got all that stuff done at, at once. And it was because we weren't getting anything – nothing was sticking when you, when you pitch. That's why when we did the episode on pitching, we were like, we we're pitching stuff. And um, it was like, yeah, but no, like all the companies were kind of like that. Yeah. Um, we kind of think it's a cool idea, but like, nah, we can't do that right now. Or it was a lot of no's. And so we held on to a lot of the ideas and we're like, well, we can find a way to make this idea better or do it. And so over time of tweaking and us speaking back and forth and spitballing ideas, we've actually made the projects better yeah. from when we first conceived them. And then on top of that, what we've, we've, we've done is refined them and, and attached artists to yeah. some of these ideas. And it's become a like really crazy, but fun process um, yeah. where we, where we get stuff done because usually in a pitch, a, a script idea starts with, one of the two of us having a, or both of us uh, talking about a crazy idea or he'll have an idea and then I'll add something to the idea and we just go back and forth until it comprises a complete idea because you know, it's not done yet when you keep on adding more stuff. Yeah. So when, when one of us tries to add something and it just goes too far, then we're like, no, no, no. The other thing was good. Let's leave the other thing out. And then we go from there. Mm-hmm. So it's able it, it actually helped, helped us as well to be able to refine our, writing process together so that's another good thing you can think about it as you go along your your particular journey to kickstarter um might be way different than ours but at the same time there's going to be similarities and paths will cross and intersect in certain places um because i would say kickstarter is that kind of entity i don't know yeah yeah where you're going to have a similar story but it's going to be different from ours so um but at the same time, there's going to be similarities where you're like, oh, I did that with my Kickstarter or this happened or, or like I had this happen or, you know, so. Um, but we've also learned things from that Kickstarter, which will apply to newer, hopefully newer ones in the future that we were like, OK, well, one mistake I saw was this. And so we took those notes as we were running the campaign. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, a, it's going to be a constant learning thing when you're doing when you're doing the Kickstarter, but the the main I think the main thing you have to do is get your shit done. Uh, that's the first thing that has to happen more than than anything. Because if if you can, if you don't get your book done, if you don't get your project finished, if you don't get your rewards out, people aren't going to be bummed out at you, and it's going to be more difficult for you to do Kickstarter. Because if you kind of burn that bridge, then you're fucked. So that's what we're trying to figure out here, man. Trying to get shit done, writing these scripts, getting the stuff done, being the best dudes in the world today and making indie comics brother brother you cut a wrestling promo on indie comics that's what i do son okay i was just making sure that's what was going on because i did i wasn't sure if i was supposed to jump in and be like well you know like that you're the word bros but yeah so (laughs) we took some time off uh we're back again uh we've already got a couple cool guests lined up on the 20th uh, so that means the episode will be out on the 21st of September. We're going to talk to Josh Hood, which will be fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I got him today. Uh, we're trying to work on a couple other people. Um, so, yeah, so we got some exciting stuff going on, dude. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. And, uh, and, and we also have other podcasts that we're doing as creators instead of podcasters. So yeah. 
Uh, we were in, invited by Chris Calloway to be on Creator Talks, the three creator of us. Creator Talks, Creator Talks. With, uh, it would be Bob, myself, and Walter, and um, that should be great. And and we'll have fun with that. We'll be talking about Metal Shark Bro, um, which Chris was really, he was really excited about when he saw it. So hopefully that'll be a fun pod for you guys to, you know, we'll cross cross the stream and, and, and be on the other side of the table for once, which is which is always fun. Yeah. And then we have other things going on too. Have you read any comic books recently? Or you haven't had time? Uh, no, I've actually been reading um, my Marvel Unlimited stuff. Um, I hear the Immortal Hulk is great. I've heard that too. I've been reading, what was I reading? Um, you know what I was reading? I've been reading Jeff Laramie's um, Astonishing X-Men. Lemire, Jeff Lemire. Yeah, Jeff Lemire. I believe he did a book. I want to, was it Astonishing X-Men or... Something like that. I'm reading some X-Men book. Uh, Is it good? And, uh, yeah, I like I like Jeff Lemire's stuff. I think he's a great writer. Um, so I've been reading some of that. And I'm excited about this new Marvel kind of X-Men line with uh, Ed Brisson and Matt Rosenberg and, and like all these other super awesome writers and artists are working together on this X-Line. So I'm kind of excited about that, which is weird because I never – you know, you are an X-Men dude. No, I'm yeah. not. But like, there are things I like about X-Men. There are things I don't like about it. Um, I was an Excalibur dude. I like yeah, Excalibur. I love, I, dude, I love the shit. Yeah, I love some Excalibur stuff. See, we're, we're on that same page. I would write to the shit out. Like, they, if they said, Bob and Kevin, you got to write some Excalibur. I'm like, I'm there because well, Nightcrawler's my jam. I like, well, and, and Excalibur, Excalibur was one of those books that like, Yes, it was an X book, but it was also very, it was an odd bird. Like, it was a it was, weird fantasy X book. Yeah. It was great. I loved it. Look, see, I got it right here. Look. I have it too. On my I bookshelf, have- just Excalibur Marvel Visionaries, Alan Davis. Um, yeah, it's just, it was a really odd book. There was always weird shit going on. Like, I, I remember as a kid reading the Cross Time Capers where they found that yes. traveling train. That was such a weird, it was such a weird book. But great. Yeah, yeah. I felt like uh, a kind of a, it, it felt like a precursor to um, uh, Agents of Atlas. Have you read that? No, you, you, you told me about that with the gorilla dude. It's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, gorilla man. It's, I think Marvel just released like a, a, an omnibus of that. Like I think, it oh, came wow. out, I think it came out in May. So I think I'm going to pick that up just because I really, I really enjoyed that book. It's got kind of everything you need. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so just you know, just stuff what about like the new Fantastic Four? Did you start reading? Stuff I haven't picked it. I did. I haven't been to the shop in forever. I gotta well, go. The Marvel Unlimited doesn't get on that. Not yet. It's six months. Oh, you gotta wait it's a while. Six months behind. I'm gonna go, but I'm just gonna go to the comic shop because I gotta go say hello and I gotta pick up some books that I bought. I ordered some Monty the Dinosaurs from my shop. I gotta go get them. Um, yeah, because when we were talking about doing the Full Moon Fredo uh, Kickstarter. Um, I ordered some more Monty's to give him as like, you know, backers right. backer rewards or whatever, but then we just didn't do it. Um, but I got to get that stuff from the shop and then I can pick up some books. Cause there's a lot of stuff that I'm interested in reading. I'm excited like that. Um, what's that one book called that? Ah, uh, shit. It's the black, uh, black, black crown. hammer. No, not the, it's a black crown book. It's, um, who's on it? Uh, Euthanots. Yeah, Euthanots. Teeny's book with with Teeny Howard and uh, and uh, Nick Robles. Yes, that shit looks dope. Like it it just, I love that first cover. I just thought it was the best thing in the whole wide world. So I need to pick up some of those. There's some stuff out there that I I just want to pick up and read to see how it because it just looks so amazing. So well, you were mentioning Jeff uh, Lemire and I read Black Hammer. 
Oh, how how is that? I liked it. It was weird though. It's kind of like, have you ever read Astro City by Kurt Busiek? Yes, I have. Okay, so if you liked Astro City, Astro City is kind of like, hey, I'll never get to write Superman. So here's my story about all these heroes that are kind of like other heroes you've read before. Which Astro City is really good. I really enjoyed Astro City. Um, Life in the Big City is the the title of the first trade. It's really great. Black Hammer is like that gone weird because it's yeah. like. It's like everybody has like a, a thing. There's a dude named um, Abraham Slam, and he is like the Captain America slash um, like I don't even know how to put his character. Uh, he's like Captain America slash Superman, but he does he's not super super powered. He's yeah. just kind of like more powerful than your average Joe. Um, and then there's like a dude that's like Flash uh, Flash Gordon named. Uh, Com- Lieutenant Weird or Commander Weird? I've read it. I liked it. Oh, you liked Black Hammer? Yeah, I did. I thought it was cool. It's a it's a very slow burn. Yeah, it is. The the thing about it that was strange, but the the cool thing that I liked about it is each one represents like a different genre of old school comic comic book storytelling. Yeah. So like one dude is the superhero, the other person's like the space commander, then they have the uh the alien like the alien superhero and the, like then they have the um the shazam style superhero the girl uh, golden golden gale yeah and then they have the um the very last one which is like the horror style like the wit the witch lady who they they touch on at the very last yeah. story in the in the trade it was really good i thought it was good <clears throat> yeah i liked um, it too and i read baby teeth by donny cates oh how was that here i liked it but it was it was also really strange because because the concept kind of threw me for a loop a few times so i was like so wait 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 they're all protecting the antichrist like this is this is kind of crazy like they find out he's the antichrist and they're like yeah so what he's our he's our one guy's like oh it's my grandson the other lady's like that's my kid it doesn't matter if he's the antichrist or not so it, it doesn't get super super interesting until like the very last issue the very fifth issue so it, it has a nice build and there's stuff that happens and i thought the pacing was done really well um but i wasn't sure if i was like hooked or not does that does that make any sense no i feel you i'm like i'm like "Eh, i'm not sure about the premise like i'm i'm okay with it i I mean i would read more if somebody gave me more but i'm not sure if i would buy more so um, i I think that's where i sat on that and then i read one more thing i read slots by panosian recently okay how was that that was really good actually um it's got that heist do you like heist movies of like, course okay then then you'll dig it because it's got a heist movie vibe but it's about a boxer who's kind of a loser okay and and like he hasn't seen his kid and he left las vegas like 20 years ago because him and this dude got in this uh in this kind of like i don't want to say like their friendship ended so when their friendship ended, the other dude owned a casino and stuff, and the and the boxer guy was like boxing out of that guy's casino. So he kind of basically lost his job, and the other dude ended up like not only kicking him out of the casino and and uh, costing him his job, but taking his wife and playing um, stepfather to his son. Okay. So it's like he has this idea where he wants to kind of get revenge on this dude. But it, that's not the reason why he comes back. He comes back because somebody else asked him to. Otherwise, he would have just stayed away. Interesting. So it's an interesting story. Like, it, it's actually, I, I felt like that one was really well done because it doesn't end like you think. It doesn't, it's uh, it's very lighthearted. Um, mm-hmm. And that guy draws, it's like, ama- Panosian's amazing. 
That's awesome. His art's great. So um, the, I would say, I would definitely say read slots. If you're into weird, if you're into weird, creepy horror, read the Baby Teeth book. And I would say if you're looking for something superhero, but different, read Black Hammer. Yeah, Black Hammer is this, it's a super slow burn. Like it's just. I was like, trying to figure out what, what, where he was going with it. And it was like, wow, it's really hard to figure out where this is going to go. And I love, and I love the idea of it. Like, as you're like six issues into the book, right? Like, then all of a sudden, all these offshoots start happening. Like, all these limited series and like one shots start like just birthing from this black, book. this Black Hammer universe. It feels very much like it's it's it feels very much like Dark Horse is trying to recreate the Hellboy vibe with like, you've got this original team of people, but then we're just going to do it's, I mean, Lair Mayer, however you say his name clearly has like a, a green light over there where he could just be like, I want to do this book. And they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And so they just let him do it. Like doctor, I think it's like Dr. Frankenstein. Sherlock Frankenstein. Yeah. Sherlock Frankenstein. Like that's an offshoot of black hammer, black hammer. And like, he's just, and, and they're all over the place. Like they're just popping up everywhere with this. Oh really? I didn't even, I knew, I knew about the Dr. Frankenstein book and I wanted to read that next to see if I liked it more or less than black hammer to see which, because when something like that comes out, you have to find out like what you want to do with it as a comic book fan, because there's no way you can collect all of it. Yeah. So it's, it's like the other thing that, that Bob and I both enjoy, which is Baltimore. Um, Yeah. Which is awesome. But like, there's so many like different avenues into that Mignola verse yeah. that, that you can go. And like, there's the witch finder guy, which I hear that's a really great story. Um, uh, our good friend drew has loaned me some, some of the Hellboy stuff and I really like those stories. So it's, you just got to figure out where you want to go as a fan when you're reading that stuff. Yeah. Like I'm looking at their Wikipedia page. They have like black hammer one through 13. Okay including like a giant size annual. And then there's Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of evil one through four. And then their doctor star and the kingdom of lost tomorrows one through four. And then there's like a free comic book day, black hammer thing. And then black hammer age of doom is one through seven. And then the quantum age, which just started. And that's with Wilfredo Torres on it. So it's like, uh, yeah, one through six. So it's just like, yeah, he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants to. And they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. That, that's awesome as a creator, yeah. though. That's got to be an awesome feeling. It's kind of like um, how we tried to grow the world for the book that we're doing, Taste the Moon. Where, yeah. Um, like, we want to do this, but if it does well, we want to do all this other crazy yeah. ideas that we had with it. And it's neat as a yeah. creator to look at that stuff. I, didn't think, I thought you were thinking the same thing I was. It's neat to see that kind of stuff because you know then that you're – I don't want to say you're on the right path because it doesn't necessarily mean that we're on the right anything. It just means that like, we know the idea is bigger than just us. Yeah. And that's always a nice fun place to be with an idea where you've created a world where you feel like you can create more things in. So I agree. I, I feel you completely on that one friend, but yeah. So, so Kickstarter was fun and now we're doing uh, more pitches. We've got two more lined up and we've got another thing and another thing and other things. And you just got to get this stuff done. I'm just trying to live through my daughter's birthday. Like that's it. Her, her actual celebration is it finally ends tomorrow and then I can kind of get my life back on track um, <laughs> and start writing that metal shark bro stuff, which I'm really excited about. I'm excited about Metal Shark, bro. I'm excited about the other pitches we're doing, too. I think we're, we've got some really good stuff that we're pitching. 
you know, and if it, and the cool part is like, we kind of have a vibe, like, well, if publishers don't want it, then we can just do it ourselves and we'll kickstart it. Like we've already kind of, we're doing uh, that chase the moon pitch with Drew and Drew and I have kind of, Drew, I and Kevin have kind of had the conversation like, Hey, if they don't want it, then we'll kickstart it. You know, if nobody's into this thing, then we'll just do it on our own. Fuck it. You know, cause that's, because we really want to do it. Yeah. And and that's the way that comics can be, you know, that's the way con- the medium is, you know, if, if, if there's not an interest then make publishers interested, you know, like we've kind of done with Metal Shark Bro and people are like, oh shit, look at this, you know, so fuck it. it was, that was the craziest thing ever about Metal Shark Bro was we did try and pitch it. So like, then, and that's just a note to you guys that listen out there that are comic book creators, just because they say, we're not sure what to do with it doesn't mean you can't do anything with it yeah exactly exactly um but yeah man so i guess this is a good intro to the first season we're very excited about it um we're gonna try to have some great guests on if there's anybody that you want us to have on you know uh give us some suggestions because we can't think of everything um give us some names and we'll see what's up yeah we'll try and get them on um there's there's some people that that said that they would do season one that were too busy so we'll try and get them back again. Like, well, not back again, because we'll probably have a couple people back again. But um, like Matt Rosenberg said he would, he wanted to do one, and we didn't get him on. He, he backed the Kickstarter. He, that's, see, that's amazing. I know. So, now it's got to be good. Now we have to make sure it's good, because Matt's going to read it. <laughs> it's kind of stressful. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it before. But then Matt was like, I backed this thing. Like, oh, shit, now this thing's got to be good. And Brisson backed the Kickstarter Brisson as well. Did too. Yeah, yeah, we got it. definitely has to be good. Yeah, so now we got to make this thing good because we could totally fuck our lives. If we Tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have Matt Rosenberg call those hacks. Yeah, well, that would be fine. I'd be okay with that. I, 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 yeah. think that. I, would, I would take that. Like, yeah. All right, fair. <laughs> These guys are awful. Thank you. <laughs> we can we can we use that as a pull quote yes <laughs> <laughs> no even better oh darn <laughs> so all right but yeah man so thank you so much for listening it's nice to be back uh we're bros every week we're going to be on top of it season two is happening now so thank you very much for listening and uh yeah we'll talk to you guys soon you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.